0: True Crime Broads
1: with Crystal and Renee. Welcome to True Crime Broads. This is Crystal and Renee. And we are back today talking about the Alex Garcia case.
2: Heather Lee is going to be joining us, uh, one of his very good friends and uh,
1: someone who grew up with him. Thank you for listening to True Crime Broads. Enjoy the show. Welcome back to True Crime Broads. Today we have a fantastic guest. It's Heather.
2: Heather Lee is the best friend of Alex Garcia, who was uh, killed in Ennis, Texas on October 24th of 2020. Hi, Heather. Thank
0: you so much for joining us. Hi. Thank you both for uh, just shedding light on his case. I'm glad to be here.
2: Absolutely. Okay, so you were the best friend of Alex Garcia. Um, Tell us about your friendship and your relationship with him.
0: Yeah, so um, Alex, he had so, so, so many best friends. Um, I met him back in 2012, I think. Um, I had known of him, but he started dating my best friend at the time. And then um, after that, we were pretty close for... You know, close to eight, nine years. Um, During the time of the murder, I was living in Arlington. Um, We weren't as close then. I had just gotten married. I was in nursing school, but um, he would still check in on me. I would check in on him. Um, Yeah, we, we were close mostly through
1: my teenage years. That's awesome. Um, you know, a lot of people have pointed to you, uh, Sierra especially, was saying you've been a real hero in this case, really pushing to get, oh, get answers and move things forward. And that's awesome. I think every, you know, Christine Manina, a detective we've had on our show a few times, she always looks at every case and said, where's my cheerleaders? You know, who's pushing this forward? And sounds like you were, you've been Alex's cheerleader. And that's fantastic.
0: That's a really, yeah, that's a good way of uh, (laughs) describing it. I, I really don't, I don't know um, if I deserve the credit that Sierra gave me. She was so gracious um, when she was on here, but I think that it's impacted my life so, so much that no matter what I have going on, um, it, it never leaves my mind. And, there there's so many different details of the case that make me think like uh why isn't this solved already um so that that's what really keeps me going because i mean he was such a big part of my life for so long and um i i live here now um i moved back to Ennis and i really i can't even drive down a street without thinking of him because we ran around together everywhere here so it really does keep me motivated to um, just look at things and um, ask the questions that need to be asked.
2: That's really good. You know, everybody needs um, a friend like you, you know, in their corner for, you know, obvious reasons, but in situations like this, it's really helpful because you, you knew him, uh, you know, the questions to ask, you know, you know, things that were going on in his life, things like that. So it's really Mm -hmm. good that he has you in his corner and
0: of course his family too. Oh, thank you. i'm I'm doing my best. i I really just not not only for me. I know there's so many people that just won't have any sense of peace without knowing who killed
1: probably the most popular person um in Ennis. So wow,
2: that's really that's really sad.
1: What was Alex like? He must have been kind of bubbly and outgoing to be that popular
0: mm-hmm.
1: oh, yeah. I mean, he.
0: I, I really I can't even explain it. Um he really prioritized other people before himself. Um no matter what personal issues he had going on, um, he would always ask, you know, how are you doing? You know, what's going on with you? Um he he really didn't shed light on on his personal problems unless you were really close to him. He was he was very private, but he he had a way of making any and everyone that he came in contact with feel important. And, um, there's just, there's not any other person I can think of that's even remotely like him.
2: Wow. That's, he sounds like a wonderful person. I, I, um, it's really good to hear about, you know, what people were like. It's obviously sad to hear that he didn't sound like he didn't have any enemies, why anybody would want to hurt him.
0: Well, (laughs) I mean, I. I'm not going to say that I I could think of anyone that would want to harm him as in, you know, murder him. Um, you know, when when we were teenagers, of course, like we we had arguments with people and stuff like that, mm-hmm. but I mean during this time he was an adult. Um, he wasn't, you know, looking for fights with anyone um he he really had everything he he was trying to do better and he was doing better um his girlfriend had told me that um you know he had a really good job he was doing really well for himself and he was nothing like he would have been you know back in the day um when when he would you know fight people and stuff like that um I was very shocked to learn that he was murdered. Um I just I would have never thought that. Um, not in a million years.
2: <laughs> right. Take us back to that day um when you heard the news about what had happened.
0: So um it it's so crazy when I tell people the story, just looking back on, you know, the, the night before that. Um, me and my husband had a, uh, a couple friends over. It was another married couple that we're friends with. And then, um, my husband had a little too much to drink. So I remember we went to bed early. Um, it was like nine o'clock. And so, uh, that, that was early for me because I was night shift at the time, but I woke up at like two, two o'clock in the morning. And I just, I was feeling so anxious. I was pacing the house and I, I, I don't have anxiety. That that's not the norm. It was just it was it's a weird. I can't describe it. Um, so I ended up going to sleep. I think around six in the morning. And then my mom, she was um, calling me over and over and over um, first thing in the morning. I don't remember if it was like seven or eight o'clock in the morning. But um, she, I answered the phone and she said, "I want you to hear this from me before you." You know, uh, get on social media or hear it from somebody else, and uh, she she told me the news, and she actually lived in the same apartment complex at the time. Oh, so, wow. um, yeah, but that that will come up later too, trust me. <laughs> but uh, I just I was in shock. Like I, I I dropped the phone, and I was just like hysterical, and um, I didn't even know how he had died um, until I talked to her a little bit later. But I mean, it was just, I mean, a lot of emotions hit me at once, Um, you know, feelings of regret for not being in town more than I used to be. And, you know, not making time to go visit him. And, um, you know, just a, a lot of feelings, just very deep sadness. And um, there's there's a piece of that that I carry, I have carried with me throughout, um, throughout this. You know, I think it's almost been what three years. Um, I, I I just I can't shake the the sadness sometimes. All right. Yeah. Uh, I had a lot of questions. Um, I wanted to know who was there. Um, at the time, I wasn't sure if he was actually dating the person that I had heard he was dating. But, I mean, it, I, I didn't want to pry and ask too many questions. Um, you know, I, I wasn't sure if anyone, you know, was could have potentially been there and saw what happened or no. You know, kind of like what you were asking me, does he have any enemies? I, I really, I, I didn't know.
2: Right. So who was there?
0: Um, so at the time, excuse me, sorry, I'm fighting with my cat. Uh, So, um, so at the time of the murder, um, his, his girlfriend was there. Um, I, I wasn't sure if I wanted to say that or not, but since Sierra had already, you know, kind of, uh, talked about it a little bit, she was there. Um, it was my understanding she normally wouldn't have been there, but, um, she, she was there that night.
2: Okay. And when did you find out how he was killed or how?
0: Um, just, just a little bit after, um, I mean, once the initial shock kind of, uh, I'm not going to say wore off, I was still shocked, but, um, I, I. my mom had told me that they're saying that he was shot, so I immediately started um, calling ev- every single person that um, was in our our friend circle, and I, I think it was pretty immediate that we um, we started asking people, you know, what they knew, and um, you know what what's the word around town? Who who did it? Because. Uh, I'm pre- I'm sure everybody knows it's a small town. People mm-hmm. do talk. Mm-hmm. Um, people are very close. People are related. Um, and there were five individuals that were there. With I mean that that's five families potentially. Um, you know they they're, they're going to confide in somebody. Right. So um, yeah, we started uh, asking people questions immediately, and then. At the end of the day, we would all kind of compare notes, mm-hmm. and um, we all, you know, got back together. I, I think it was about the 26th, the murder was the 24th, I believe. Um, it was around the 26th that we had all kind of came back together, and we all had the same name.
2: Wow. That's interesting. <laughs> that is so interesting. <clears throat>
0: yeah, yeah. Um, So I I wouldn't necessarily say that these were people that could be labeled as enemies of him Mm -hmm. um, because one of them was at the apartment frequently. um, And that was told by many people. And actually the day before the murder, there's an affidavit from someone who was at the apartment with this person. Um, I mean, he had been there Right, before the murder had occurred. And um, I, I I would think, or I, I would say he was more of an acquaintance. I don't think that they were very close friends. Um, but when you look at the people that were over there, and I mean, this guy kind of just stands out because they they weren't close friends. That That's what made him suspicious from the get-go.
2: It's so unusual to hear about a crime where, there's so many people at the scene. You know what I mean? Like they—they all came. Oh, like five five people—that's a lot.
0: Absolutely, and you know what's even crazier than that? Um, learning that his downstairs neighbors, uh, one of them was the sister of the person that uh, we all had the same name of.
1: Wow.
2: Mm-hmm. Wow. Never heard that. That's interesting.
0: Uh, yeah. It. It was. Um, it was kind of a bombshell for me because after the murder occurred, um, my mom and stepdad had, um, I had asked them like what building he was in and I was just curious. Mm-hmm. So they, they had walked over, um, they had walked over to where he lived and the downstairs neighbors were very eager to, to speak to my mom. Um, and they don't know me or, or my parents. So, mm-hmm. um, they actually invited them inside, and started saying um, pretty derogatory statements about Alex's girlfriend, as if to kind of point the finger at her. Um, oh, wow! <laughs> yeah. So at the at the time, of course, we didn't know um, that that was uh, the relationship. In, yeah. Exactly. Um, so I I had told my mom. I said, look, I really. She knew Alex. Um, I mean, he he was such a big part of my life. My even my mom knew him mm-hmm. and loved him. So um, of course, she had so many questions too. And I told her to kind of just, you know, don't get involved, just which is very hard to do, obviously. <laughs> Look at me. Yeah. But um she she had went over there and they they invited them in and then they started saying things that his girlfriend was acting weird. Um just, just things like that, just making her look suspicious and, um, come to find out one of them was actually the, it is the sister of the person that, um, the, the name that had kept coming up. And actually after the murder occurred, I believe it was the next day, um, his, his girlfriend had to go, um, get some stuff from the apartment. I don't remember, I don't remember if it was the next day or a couple, I'm, I'm not sure. But um, one of the neighbors <clears throat> actually was attempting to steal his um, uh, gaming system. And the girlfriend asked her, like, uh, what, what are you doing? Like, put it back. Uh, that doesn't belong to you. How dare you? Um, and they made the statement, Alex would want me to have it. Wow. And yeah, it's like the audacity. Um, so, so since then they've been evicted. I'm sorry, go ahead.
2: Oh, I was just going to ask. So does it, it appears as though robbery was the motive. I mean, I know that this absolutely. was after, but I'm just saying in general, was it the same?
0: Um. Yeah, okay. absolutely. I mean, obviously they left with nothing. Um, I I don't know exactly what they were looking for, but one of them went immediately to their bedroom and started, you know, looking around. Um, And to add on to that, it was said that um, I'm not sure exactly the timeline of the incident I'm going to refer to, but um, another good friend of his that he spoke to nightly on the gaming system, he had told his friend that he he had left his door unlocked um, because he lost his key ring, which, you know, um, I, it's not out of his character to do so. But when he went to work in order to regain entry into his apartment, he left the door unlocked. And when he got home from work, um, he actually found... Um, I'm not sure about the number of individuals in the apartment, but it was at least one. Um, and they were just like looking through his things. And um, I guess him coming through the door had spooked the person or persons and they they ran out the door. Um, and due to the fact that Alex was so private and he really didn't talk about things like this, like in great depth, um, it's really hard to put the pieces together, but that incident did happen. Um, there's no police report of it, but the people that he was speaking to on a regular basis had told me that he had confided in them that that had happened.
2: And how long was that before the murder?
0: Um, honestly, I, I had spoken to uh, a couple of people before we had this interview, and I'm it, it's unclear.
2: Oh, okay, um,
1: that's fine. I'm not. It was very close. Okay. In proximity to sense. the. Mm-hmm. So probably within a few days, you think? Um, I I would I would say so.
2: Okay. Okay. Now, what about, what? Um, is there anything that police have that can help uh, with identity of the people or persons that were that had come in and done this? Is there any um, like? Did they give a subscription? Is there is there anything that the police have that that it can help?
0: Um, I I would say so. Um, starting with the, um, initially when the individual that knocked on the door, um, I, I guess at some point they had pressed their face against the door and they were very sweaty, um, and they had left a facial like you know a sweaty imprint on the door. So I would say that's a good, wow. um, that, that's a good Was it a, a glass door? Uh, no, I, I think over there, it was just a, a, a wooden door. Oh, um, so they were trying uh,
2: to listen or something. What would be the reason for pressing their face up against the door?
0: I would say that, or um, listening or
2: something.
0: Yeah, I would say that. So his girlfriend had told me that, um, he, I, I believe he was in the bedroom. She was in the, uh, living room. And she heard the knock and, um, you know, she went and got Alex and he looked through the peephole and, um, he was like, I I don't know. I don't know who that is. Let's just, let's go to the bedroom and go to bed. Um, and I, I'm not sure if they were just like attempting to listen to see if there was anybody else there. Um, I do know that he had COVID, I, I believe for the second time around, he had it, um, and I, I'm not sure. Maybe they were just trying to see if he was alone.
2: Yeah, like if there was any, any voices or anybody talking. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, that, that's what I, I think. But it, it's so crazy to me how, you know, well, that the whole thing is crazy to me. But it's just crazy to me that five people could kick in a door at possibly one of the busiest apartment complexes in town and nobody nobody heard that i mean that the, the doors are pretty solid um i i remember going to my mom's she's lived there two two times i believe and the doors are heavy
1: hmm. so i just so not e- not it wasn't easy to kick down there was probably a lot of noise right right wow. um
0: and i'm trying to think of any other physical type evidence um i mean i know that they had rough housed with not only Alex but his girlfriend I mean they had to have her kind of controlled so to speak because obviously she was trying to help him because they immediately um when they knocked or kicked the door down they started uh pistol whipping him I believe and he was on the ground so
1: that's crazy was that from police reports how did you find out that he was pistol whipped
0: um his girlfriend okay oh right because she was there Mm -hmm. yeah I'm not sure um if that is in the police report I hope it is right (laughs) but that that's just that that's what she had told me um and of course I know she was in shock and just total disbelief afterwards um because a lot of us were coming at her with so many questions. And, um, for the most part, her story has remained consistent with, um, you know, how it happened.
1: I'm, I'm putting myself in her shoes. I would be terrified. Was she, did she seem oh, really yeah. scared?
0: Oh yeah, she, she was terrified. Um, and then as Sierra had stated, it was later, you know, found out that there was a bullet hole in the wall and, um, they believe that it was, targeted at her when she was running to the bedroom for her phone.
1: Yeah. Very scary. Oh,
2: wow. I would be terrified.
0: Oh, yeah. Um, There, I've spoken to um, some of Alex's family, and I wanted to touch on, um, since I'm bringing up the other bullet hole, the trajectories um, of, I'm not, I'm not 100% sure I believe there was two. Um, I don't know if it, I, I'm not 100% sure um, if the other bullet remained in inside of Alex or in the wall. But due to the trajectory, um, it's believed that two people actually handled the weapon. I think that the first person that put the gun to his side. It, I mean, it was so close to his body, it left a burn mark on him. And I, I think personally that it was accidental because um, as soon as the gunshot went off, the other people involved started screaming like, oh, you know, what did you do? What did you do? They actually left them. Um, and I believe at that time, the person from the bedroom heard the shot go off. You know, as he's coming back to the living room, um, his girlfriend is running to the bedroom. And I believe that um, the gun was taken from the initial person. And I believe that that the second guy is the one that
1: shot at his girlfriend. Wow. Mm -hmm. Did I know you can't say certain things on the air, especially <laughs> especially who people think it is but did the girlfriend who was present did she speculate who she thinks did it um so at first obviously we started with who
0: who had been there um what friends was he hanging out with at the time and um there was one name that was asked and she said that, if he, if he had been involved, she would know because he was there all the time. Um, obviously when you're going through something so traumatic like that, there are some details, you know, that you're going to regain later. And there are some things that are not in your mind, um, as they were, but, um, one of our friends, I believe sent her a photo of the person that we were all saying, um, that we were hearing that did it. And, um, She identified him as the person that was holding her because she uh, moved, she was able to move his mask down during the struggle and she saw him.
2: Oh, they were wearing Um, masks.
0: Yeah, I I believe they were like surgical masks. I, I initially, I heard the word mask and I thought, you know, a
2: robbery mask mask or something.
1: (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. that's that's what I thought.
2: The COVID mask. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, that was
1: right. What, that was um, what right. Sarah had said that it was more just like a mask you would wear during COVID, right. not not a full face mask.
0: Right, and it's crazy to me that you know you you called it a COVID mask because, I mean, if you're gonna commit a robbery, I think you know uh, your first my your your first thought goes to a ski mask. Why would they wear a surgical mask to go rob someone? You know, they had to have known that he was sick. I, that's that's another thing that I thought of. Um, they had to have known that he was had potentially had COVID. Um, that, that's another note of mine mm-hmm. <laughs> that I made. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I, I gave a pretty elaborate description of why I think that two people handled the weapon. And um, the reason for that... Um, is because there is an individual who actually overheard someone speaking of the murder, intricate details that wow you, you would not know unless you were involved or you knew someone that was, um, and uh, that the some of the things described were you know the the shooter froze up and uh you know he threw up afterwards thanks to that nature so there there's details that were overheard um of the actual murder
1: has anyone ever speculated on a motive because it sounds like he was a great guy who would bust into his kick his door down and want to harm him
0: I you know I'm not going to sit here and pretend like he was perfect. Um none of us are. But I mean I think I think a lot of um crimes that are committed here in in Ennis specifically are um honestly jealousy. Um I think that if people if people know that you're doing well and you have something that somebody else wants to obtain, they're going to do it. Um, And I I think that him, I I don't know if maybe he was boisterous about how well he was doing at the time. There's some people that were saying that he was at the game room um, and he may have flashed some money at some point. I I don't know if that's 100% true or not, but I, I think the motive was just he had something you know that somebody wanted and um they didn't get it but um you know i, I think I, obviously <clears throat> the person that did this um thought that he had something that they they you know wanted to take his life for so or didn't i, I really i really think that the murder i didn't think it was on purpose you know the the crime is already done. You know, you're you're going to pay for what you did and, you know, the person that you took away from us and his two children. But at the end of the day, um, I really do think it was accidental and um they were trying to get something that So you so so right you think me. the
1: motive was more robbery than murder?
0: Absolutely. Yeah, I, I don't think that they broke into his apartment with the intention of killing him. Like I said, he he's the probably, I would say arguably the most popular person in this town. He knows or knew everyone. Um, he was friends with everyone. Um, not just one one click, you know. He like I said, he made everyone feel important. So um I, I just he's not someone that I, I mean, I, I don't know. I just, I don't think
1: that they were trying to kill him. Okay. That makes sense. So he wasn't necessarily personally targeted. They were just wanting something he had and then things escalated. What, what do you think made it escalate to a murder? Um, Probably
0: the mishandling of a weapon. Uh, I think that maybe um, when they had the, the gun to his side, um. I don't know what they thought he was gonna do. Um, I mean, he was obviously gonna fight them, Mm -hmm. um, especially probably to protect his his girlfriend more than anything, of course, he's gonna fight. I think he put up more of a fight than they thought. And um, somewhere in the struggle, the gun went off and um, the first shot being unintentional and the second being intentional.
1: Mm -hmm. The one that was intended for the girlfriend. Yes. Wow, that's incredible. It's really, Mm -hmm. really sad that Alex lost his life over something really stupid, it sounds like.
2: Yeah. Um,
0: Oh, yeah.
1: We can't believe
0: it.
2: Exactly. Uh, I know that it was either you or Sierra that had shared um, a surveillance uh, footage of, I guess, people leaving or the people that were leaving and they were caught on camera passing by, maybe it was like a recreation Mm
0: -hmm. area or pool or something, I'm not sure. Tell mm-hmm. us about that. The
2: courtyard.
0: Okay. Um. So, at, at that apartment complex, there's so many different entrances because they're. I mean, it's not a gated um place. So, I she did a very good job of describing how they entered, how they left. Um. She knows a lot more about that than I ever could. But, um, the surveillance footage shows them. Um, arriving to the apartment complex. Um, that's why you know, you can see them kind of like in a relaxed state. Um, I, I believe one of them stopped to tie their shoes even um, at, that it's just showing them arriving there.
2: Okay. Yeah, I I think we had shared that at some point, um, but it's good that they have that. I mean, I I was just in shock that there were so many people involved. I didn't have any clue that there. Oh yeah.
1: there.
0: Yeah, I mean, we we have we as in his friends and family. We we have watched it over and over and over. I mean, none of the people were recognizable to us. Um, I mean, just going off that footage, there was. You know, there was no telling who, who it was. And then when we started getting these names, we were like, okay, I can see where that would be that person. Um, there, there were a few that are from here or are known to, you know, hang out here and um, the other people possibly being family members.
2: Okay. Uh, yeah. That, I mean, anything that you have or anyone else has. Uh, mm-hmm. can only do nothing you know it can only help
1: oh absolutely heather it's, how uh, do you think the investigation is going do you have does it sound i mean i know you've probably talked to law enforcement a few times is that correct
0: um i believe i've spoken to detective york one time um after the murder occurred just to tell him kind of Um, The last time I had spoken to Alex and some of the things that he told me because he was going through um, a custody battle, Um, it it was unrelated, you know, um, come to find out. But, of course, I I spoke to him about the last conversation we had and the things that he said, Um, but I I haven't spoken to him any any more than that. Okay, so Um, he's the only
1: person you've talked to in law enforcement about this case? is York? Um, yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like the investigation's going well? I guess if you haven't talked to him lately, you probably don't have a, a good vibe on that, but are, are you hearing good things about the investigation or is it at a standstill kind of, what are your thoughts on that? I
0: ask Sierra and um, his other cousin, Josie all the time about, you know, are there any updates? Um, I I think there there is a, a breakthrough kind of sort of speak in the case. Um Sierra had mentioned that they were potentially going to um try to match um something from the scene um they had they'd gotten DNA from. Um we of course we don't know what, but like I said, there there's there's a lot of potential places DNA could have been. Oh, that'd be but, great. Um, yeah, that that right there, I believe that is what we've been waiting for since it occurred. I, I'm not sure what took them so long to test, you know, this evidence, but that is um, that reassures me that they are still paying attention to the case and um, have motivation to to solve it.
2: And what about a reward?
0: Um, uh, do you mean their reward, like the...
2: the reward for information
1: that leads to an arrest? Or...
0: Oh, oh, yeah. Um, I, I mean, $10,000 that that's a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, like I said, I believe that I don't think murder was the intention. And, you know, the fact that The individuals that ran out of the apartment, you know, that was their reaction um, when it happened. So, obviously, you're having a physical reaction to something, you know, it's not right. Um, You know, obviously, breaking into someone's apartment also is not right, but, you know, that happened, you have instant regret. And there is a a witness statement that um, from another resident that kind of saw what happened. And he could hear the person saying, Oh my God, I shot him, you know, kind of like with the feeling of despair. So I, I it's hard for me to to think, why wouldn't one of them come forward? You know, you're you're gonna get the reward money. And if you come forward and just give the answers that we're looking for, you know, you could potentially get a lesser charge than, you know, whatever law enforcement chooses to charge you with. Um this is a really hard thing to weigh on your conscience. Um, It's going to catch up with them sooner or later. You know, there's two kids out here with no dad. So they're, you know, they're going to have to grow up knowing somebody killed my dad. Um, And I just, I wish that one of them would just come forward and give the answers and give the family friends some peace.
2: We can agree more with you. Um, if anybody does have any information on this case, uh, you can contact Detective Jason York at the Ennis Police Department at 972-875-1234, extension 2257. If you have any information on this case, and again, like Heather said, there's a $10,000 reward.
1: And, Heather, we cannot thank you enough for being on True Crime Broads. I know that we appreciate you a lot, and I know – alex's family appreciates you and thank you for all the work you've done thank you guys um it's not over
0: you know the main reason why i wanted to do this is so that people know you know it's not over yet there's other things that me and the family are trying to do um behind the scenes that's Um, awesome. Yeah, I just, I, I appreciate you two taking the time to speak to me. And I'm sorry if I fumbled. Uh, no, you didn't so, at all. You know.
1: <laughs> not at all. You're you're very clear uh, I'm not and descriptive. A, I, I'm not a good public speaker. But, no, you've uh, done a great job. And yeah. We appreciate it so much. We want to have you back on again. And hopefully, you know, when we can say more, maybe even after there's been an arrest. So let's keep in uh, touch and let us know if there's anything we can do to help in the meantime. Absolutely. All Thank right. You. Thanks, Heather. Have a fantastic Thank you. day.
2: This episode is brought to you by Page Two Inspection Services LLC, specializing in foundation inspection reporting, commercial, residential and home or mixed use properties. They handle prompt reporting and services at the most competitive price in the structural engineering field. PAL Engineering Services also specializes in structure structural reporting and mechanical engineering in the Dallas Fort Worth, Houston, and throughout the state of Texas. They do structural inspection. Track full home inspection and evaluation, foundation inspection and repair plan, modular home inspection, pest inspection, mechanical and electrical inspections, drainage plans, and retaining walls. Be sure and check them out at uh, www.page the number two inspections.com or www.palengineeringinc.com. The phone number to reach them at is 972. 972- Thank you
1: for supporting True Crime Broads.